0: Today, our special guest is Jessica Winder, a registered nurse and board-certified nurse coach. She shares with us some incredible insights about failing forward and surrendering to setbacks. I just love her quotes and her insights and her wisdom when it comes to seeing failure as opportunities and even seeing joy in opposition. I know it sounds foreign, doesn't it? You're going to love part one and part two of this podcast episode because let's be honest, We all have trials and setbacks, and we're all trying to figure out how to make it through successfully, not just for ourselves, but for our loved ones. I can't wait to jump in. Hey parents, welcome to Fulfillment Therapy. Do you wanna raise your kids better and have a stronger marriage? Are you up late at night researching marriage and parenting tools and self-care tips? Do you start each day hoping for deeper connections and less chaos, but it ends with family arguments and going 12 different directions again? My name's Kendra, wife, mom, therapist, and growth enthusiast. It wasn't until I discovered how to fulfill my unmet needs that I was finally able to show up as my best self, as a spouse and parent. I realized that by meeting my needs, I could more fully meet the needs of my family with more energy and less resentment. In this podcast, I teach parents skills like boundary setting, prioritizing personal needs, communication, and claiming ownership just like my clients, you'll be shocked by the improvement in your marriage, parenting, and personal life when you focus on fulfilling your important, unmet needs. Ready to prioritize yourself so you can quit mentally throat-punching people? Then grab those earbuds and head outside, and let's walk and talk. Back to fulfillment therapy. Today, we have a special guest, Jessica Winder, and she is a registered nurse and board certified nurse coach, as well as a wife and a mom of three, a relatively new mom of three. Is that right, Jessica?
1: Yeah, got an eight month old. <laughs>
0: nice. I guess not super new, but in my mind, it's very new. <laughs> Probably not to you. so you work with women and moms to help them uncover their true potential so that they can better serve those they love that's one thing that you had shared with me earlier just a little recap of that can you share a little bit more about yourself in your own words
1: yeah like you said registered nurse mom of three like you said newish mom of three i have a (laughs) six three-year-old and an eight-month-old so it's Nothing short of chaos around here 24 seven, but it's been good. Obviously you have four, so you know <laughs> mm-hmm. how that goes. Yeah. As a, as a coach, I, I took a board certification to become a nurse coach, which is kind of a newish certification offered to nurses, but maybe in the last, I think less than a decade, but it's really neat to use that skill set to help people kind of in a holistic way. Yeah. I've been. Really enjoying working with moms and and women, just listening, holding that space for them, non judgmental space to really kind of help them uncover, like I said, their true potential and working through kind of problem spots that can better affect their life and in all areas of their life. So it's been really awesome and fulfilling.
0: That's really interesting. We do the same thing, but in different ways. Do you mind Mm -hmm. if I ask you a few questions about what that looks like? Yeah. So as far as that board-certified nurse coach, is that where you are helping nurses become their best self and reaching that true potential? Or is this anyone that you're helping? I'm a little confused.
1: Yeah, I know. So the title nurse coach is a little bit misleading because most people are like, oh, so you help nurses, you're a nurse helping nurses, which I could do that if I wanted to. It's very kind of like the nursing profession in general. There's so many different avenues you can take with it, but with nurse coaching specifically, I could coach nurses. There's some people I know that like work in hospitals that help with, you know, helping with like burnout over like things that nurses are struggling with to better care for patients at the bedside. But then there's also people that take it kind of more into like a private practice, which is kind of where I'm going to help people that aren't just nurses, you know, anyone, anything, you know, nurses, we touch you know lives anywhere from birth to death so it's a very broad thing that we can kind of take whatever direction we want but i feel particularly drawn to women and moms probably because i'm in that stage myself but also because i've kind of overcome some things that i can help with and also just like i said before be that non-judgmental space to explore all the opportunities and, and things that that come with motherhood yeah.
0: absolutely okay so that helps me understand a little bit more it sounds like a life coach, but with your background of nursing, I thought it was interesting how you said you work in this holistic and, and if you could speak to this, maybe from working with other health professionals, often they operate from the medical model, which is not as much holistic and is not as much preventative. So is that shifting a little bit or is that your specific approach that is different than other people in the medical field?
1: Yeah. Um. With nurse coaching, it is kind of more holistic, which was kind of what drew me to it. I feel like working at the bedside in the hospital for six years now, it is a very sad, you know, like it's kind of a big revolving door. Like we see the same thing over and over and over again, people that have these preventable chronic diseases, chronic illnesses that can totally be shifted with just some basic education, some basic self-care. It's, you know, so it's been It's been interesting to kind of, yeah, come from this different approach where, you know, I believe food is medicine and taking better care of yourself in all areas of life could really just shift so many things for people if they just kind of give that a second thought, going straight for the band-aid approach.
0: Exactly. And I love that more people are coming to that awareness in the medical field. So it's fantastic that you're doing that.
1: Yeah. It's been awesome.
0: I was excited to have you on. I feel like you have a lot of wonderful insights. Jessica is somebody that I first met, actually, was it in book club? A different yeah. book
1: club, right? Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Just really have enjoyed your perspective on things, your insights. And I thought you would be a wonderful person to have on the podcast. And especially as you're talking about, you're also passionate about helping people reach their, their true potential, their higher potential, which is what I'm all about. So if it's okay with you, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? Yeah, totally. Good for it. Wonderful. I asked Jessica what, what she's very passionate about, what she loves to speak to, and she talked about failing forward, and this is a topic that I really enjoy as well, so I'm just going to pick her brain a little bit on that topic especially. The first thing I want to ask you today, Jessica, is if you can share some examples of how setbacks or failures have played a crucial role in shaping your success as a wife or even a mother or a woman
1: thinking of success, like, <laughs> my first thought is, you know, can you name a woman or mom out there that feels like they're succeeding in all areas of life? Like, and if you can, if you want, give me their number. I want to talk to them. <laughs> like, I feel like we all are, feel like we're big failures every day. And I think that's normal, right? And mm-hmm. totally, yeah, it's, part of life. So I wouldn't say I'm fully successful in all areas of my life. I definitely feel like I'm failing in a lot of ways, but we're all work in progress. It's kind of comes down to do we let it cripple or motivate you? Just kind of thinking back, speaking of book club, (laughs) like Kendra mentioned, we met in book club, which I love book club. There was a book that came to mind. Do you remember when we read The Midnight Library? Were you at that discussion?
0: Yes, I did. Yes.
1: So that book came to mind because if any of your listeners haven't read it yet, it's the basic synopsis is without too many spoilers is this girl has this opportunity to kind of live all the different lives that she could have lived, you know, based on different choices she made. Like if she would have done X, then it would have led to this or it would have been a different choice. She would have led to this and this and this. And there's just, you know, obviously infinite amount of different lives we can live based on decisions or or things that happen in our life. And that book was really cool for me to kind of do a lot of introspection. Like if I wouldn't have failed at this, then maybe I wouldn't have made this choice. Kind of thinking back in my life, in school, like in, in my high school years, I remember applying for different schools and I didn't get into the college that I wanted to. So I ended up going to this different one, which ended up being great. You know, at the time I was like, oh, what was me? Like, I'm not as smart and cool as I thought I was. I didn't get into the school like my other friends. You know, I didn't marry the first guy I dated, which at the time I thought was complete. You know, <laughs> like, I'm a failure. I didn't, this relationship didn't work out like I wanted it to. Or in nursing school, which is a whole different story. I feel like nursing school kind of refines you in a lot of ways because you're confronted with a lot of failure. I remember failing a couple tests and thinking like, well, guess I'm not supposed to be a nurse then. Like, why am I failing this? I've tried so hard. So just those types of things. And then not even not getting the first job I interviewed for. It's, it's things like that, that you just kind of think back, if this would have worked out in a different way, what would have happened? Would I have learned what I was supposed to have learned? Would I have even ended up where I was supposed to end up? Like, obviously, the school I went to led to me meeting my husband. And so it's just interesting to think how life would have been different if those things didn't come to pass how they were supposed to.
0: Absolutely. So what I understand you saying is you feel like those things, even though they were challenges from nursing school to relationships to not getting that job, they led you to exactly where you needed to be to become who you are today. So it's these things, instead of happening to you, they happened
1: for you. Totally. Yeah. I love that. That's wonderful. There's so many examples of famous people out there that had extremely hard upbringings or failed fantastically, you know, like a quick Google search could tell you like hundreds and hundreds, you know, just off the top of my head, like, you know, Walt Disney, he was bankrupt at one point, you know, Eating dog food, I think he had said before. <laughs> JK Rowling, of course, amazing writer, but at the time she was a single mom, dirt poor and clinically depressed. Michael Jordan cut from his high school football team, you know, stuff like that. It's like right. these, these people that have these really difficult things to overcome. It's not only is it a cool story to tell, but really, you know, goes to show these things that happen to us. Like you said, they don't happen to us. They happen for us.
0: Just like you said, Thomas Edison is a big one they always talk about. But one that I always thought was really impressive was Lucy Mack Smith. I counted up how many children she had die, plus son or daughter-in-laws and really close family members. And it was crazy, crazy high. And I think we don't have those kinds of challenges anymore. Any early pioneers or people that lived then, just their struggles were so different. And then Mm -hmm. uh, there's even Howard W. Hunter. I think it was him. It was laughable to read his biography about like how many terrible things that happened in this guy's life. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. So those people are fascinating to me or Nelson Mandela, Joan of Arc, all of these people. The reason that we connect so well with them, the reason their stories resonate with us is because there's that failing forward aspect that's so admirable. I'm glad you brought some of those up. Those are great examples of people that failed forward or had adversity they overcame. What strategies or mindset shifts do you think listeners can adopt to view this failure as a stepping stone instead of just a roadblock, especially
1: to fulfillment? Taking kind of ownership. This happened for me, not to me. And being okay with the fact that everything's not going to or In fact, it probably won't work out how you want it to, or how you think it will. You know, I listened to Tony Robbins' as an awesome resource for anyone you know his story is amazing too how he was living out of his car and kicked out of his home when he was 17 i was listening to something the other day he was saying like the path of least resistance will never make you proud or happy or fulfilled and you know i think that's so true what kind of a life do you want to live if it was easy to get there right it's not nearly as valuable as if you had to work through A lot of stuff to get there, you know. And I think of like the hero's journey where it just, you know, again, makes for a cool story. Not only that, but overcoming the trials and hardships to get that reward makes it a lot sweeter. Another quote I thought of recently, and I know you've, I think you you told me about this book. I've read part of it. I haven't read all of it yet, but the 5 a.m. Club, I think it was what it's called. I'm Um, obsessed with that book. Yeah, I was going to say, I know you've talked about it before. A quote in there that I just, Picked out the other day was, you know, failure is growth in wolf's clothing. I thought that was interesting. It's an opportunity for growth, an opportunity for being humbled, and it's all happening for us. It can be against us if we allow it, but if we really truly allow it to be a stepping stone, like you said, and not a stumbling block, it works out in our favor always.
0: So the quote was, failure is growth in wolf's clothing. Is that what you mm-hmm, said? Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. Absolutely. And it's a narrative that we're telling ourselves, like how we choose to look at that. And maybe in the beginning, I would say almost always, there is space for us to still have grief or sadness or anger or any of those emotions. And ultimately, like once we can validate those feelings or acknowledge them, then it's easier to move into that acceptance and into that space of growth where like, okay, like this happened. And now what do I do with it? where am I choosing to go? That path is in front of you. And mm-hmm. are you going to take ownership? Or are you going to stay a victim? That's kind of how I look at it. And it sounds like, in a lot of ways in your life, you kind of chose, am I going to be defeated by my challenges in a nursing school or by these failed relationships or this job or whatever it might even be these moments of what am I going to choose? And then where it ultimately led.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I've had a as great of a failure as, you know, J.K. Rowling or Walt Disney. Like I said, knock on wood, hopefully that didn't just jinx sure. the universe. But <laughs> like you said, just using the cards you're dealt to make the best of it. I think Jeffrey R. Holland said this recently, too. He had said, the victory is already registered, like the score is already on the board, and we're still trying to decide what jersey to wear, right? <laughs> like We already know the end. And... It comes down to redefining failure, you know, like we don't truly fail unless we give up and just quit. That's something I'm learning as a new entrepreneur and I'm sure you as well and anyone else who's out there just trying to forge their own path. It's yeah, it's just about getting up, doing the thing and learning learning from your mistakes and just keep on going in fact someone else shared this acronym fail stands for first attempt at learning oh
0: that's amazing and that's what life is right is this this laboratory or this opportunity to constantly learn again and again i was actually just talking to my other book club (laughs) that Mm -hmm. sounds like i'm cheating on people when i say that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, last night about this concept, it's so easy to get into this mindset of don't do this, don't do that, avoid this, avoid this. Black, white, good, bad, and there is a place for that sometimes. And the whole point of all this is to learn and to experience things, and in that there are often missteps or things you regret always, and that's okay. It's like what happens next? What are you going to do? And instead of focusing on the failure aspect, focusing more on the growth, really connecting to how it made you feel, just getting really in tune with, you can call this a lot of different things, your subconscious, your unconscious, your, your spirit, your soul, you, the Holy Ghost, like there's so many different words that we can place
1: in there. I like how you said connecting with that feeling. And not that it's bad to feel bad when you quote unquote fail. You know, I think those mm. emotions are yeah, they're they're healthy, they're valid. Opposition in all things, right? And in order to truly feel joy, we gotta truly feel sadness and failure sometimes is kind of looped in there with when something doesn't work out as we wanted it to, or if we worked really hard on something and it didn't come to fruition yeah, that feels kind of terrible. And how much more joy does that add to you when you do succeed or when things work out later on?
0: Yeah. I hope you enjoyed part one of Failing Forward. Stay tuned next week for even more tactical tips on how you can shift your mindset and be more resilient and how you can see how the things that are happening to you right now truly are for you. Go to fulfillmenttherapy.org to sign up for one-on-one coaching and our retreat and also to sign up for our Facebook group so you can get daily doses of things like marriage tips, parenting tips, and personal growth tips. As always, find all the details in the show notes to connect with us and I will see you back here in just a few days. All the best, my friends. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, chances are someone else would too. Would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who is looking for greater family fulfillment? And while you're sharing, tell me what you think about the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It refuels me when I hear this podcast is helping you, no matter what your house or your hair looks like. I'll meet you back here every Monday and Thursday morning for more episodes. Until then.